Recorded live on DementiaRadio.org, it's the Funny Music Podcast. Brought to you by TheFunk.com, where you can download new free comedy songs twice a week. Now, here's your hosts, Devo Spice and the great Luke Ski. Hey, Devo Spice. Hey, Luke Ski. We have Jeff Whitmire in the place to be. Hello, everyone. How you doing? And various others. <laughs> the various others are from Jeff's uh, horror movie entourage from his song. Uh, so we have with us, and I need to get back to that channel where the names are, we have Carla Davis. Hey, Carla, welcome to the show. You yeah. have to make noise for the camera to switch to you. There we go. Um, and Ruby Toomsday. Hello, Ruby. Hello. Welcome to the Fumpcast. Uh, specifically, welcome to episode 588 of the Funny Music Podcast for September 23rd, 2021. Title of this week's episode is Astonishing Haircut Agony. Your job is to try to work that into our conversations at some point during the evening. So, Because <laughs> we do things backwards around here. <laughs> so, uh, let's, let's do a little catch-up, shall we? Let's get caught up with what Devo and Luke have been up to since last week. Or else Devo, if Luke failed and didn't show up. Hey, what? Oh, he's right. So, Luke, what you been up to? Well, um, uh, working and sleeping <laughs> uh, are two of the things I've been up to. Um, <laughs> that's about it, really. Oh, and I managed to finish uh, making the art for... Uh, for the, epi- the 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 latest volume of the Fump CDs, which I should have gotten done three weeks ago, so <laughs> you did. In fact, I, it looks awesome. It really does. Yes, I'm 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 excited for it to be displayed for the world to see. I'm I'm going to show it during the news. In fact. Oh, okay, good. But yeah, I I it's it's like you know i i i do my you know my day job 5 days a week and during that day job all the time i'm thinking about all the things i could be doing all the things i should be doing all the things i want to be doing all the things i'd rather be doing and man which gets to be my 2 days off when i get to actually you know have this thing i'm going to i'm going to do all the things i'm going to uh, i'm going to be so productive i'm going to get all this stuff done i'm going to have a great time and then when those 2 days come i basically spend the majority of that time trying to willingly be asleep as long as possible <laughs> <laughs> both out of just kind of Mainly just the mental exhaustion of dealing with reality and just being like, you know all those things you wanted to do? Yeah, you gotta do them. No, I'm going to stay in the subconscious place where things don't matter because when I wake up, I don't remember them. Boy, howdy. So, yeah, that's basically what I've been up to. Uh, and I managed to finish some art, so there you go. That's good. Uh, what have you been up to, Devo Spice? Um, well, I had my second uh, filmmaking class the other night, which was good. We went over cameras and stuff. Yeah, Jeff, did you hear I'm taking a filmmaking class? I didn't hear that. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Very cool. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm and uh, and yesterday while I was out walking the dog, I came up with an idea for a short film, um, and it's you know one of those situations where my brain just would not shut the hell up about it. So while I'm out walking the dog, my brain is going, brain is going. Oh, there's an idea for a gag. There's an idea I could do that. There's an idea I could do that. And then I got back to back to my home and I wrote them all down. And now I'm trying to come up with a story to tie them all together. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, because I, I want to film something somehow. Um, and and this will this story is actually something I can film. It may, it may not be too difficult, you know, depending on how the final screenplay comes out, because I'll probably sabotage myself and have all these special effects shots put in at the last minute. Um, and the, the other news in in my little world is yesterday was my wife and I's 20th anniversary. Ooh! Um, congratulations! Thank you. Yay, awesome. Nice. Yeah. So um, we didn't plan on doing anything big or anything like that. Uh, we're getting a new puppy next week, and that kind of you know we were like, that's enough. You know, new puppy is is good anniversary gift. <laughs> um, and so we were planning to go out to dinner last night, and then we had to drive one of the boys back and forth to swim class. So it was like, mm-hmm. it was like, yeah. all right, let's just we'll get food from the place we were planning to go and just bring it home. And so that's what we did. And then we went out for ice cream later, so that that's, that's our big big anniversary celebration. So let's talk to some of you good feet, good people. Ruby Tubes Day, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. So so uh, tell us who you are and how you met this crazy dude. <laughs> um, well, I'm Ruby Tubes Day. I'm a horror host. I do a sh- uh, show on Stream Lounge, uh, the Ruby Tubes Day Horror Show, 
And what's really cool about that particular platform is I can actually legally host movies without having to worry about there being any uh, copyright issues, things like this, because it's all done through uh, subscriptions everybody already has. So it basically just operates as a watch party. Oh, no. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, it was the one thing, really, the biggest thing keeping me from being able to do what I wanted to do. And they stumbled across me just because we were all, Jeff and I both, very active with the with the mutant fam, you know the the uh, drive-in movie crowd with uh, Joe Bob and Darcy and the, the mm-hmm. last drive-in on Shutter, yeah, uh, Joe Bob Briggs, and I hosted some watch parties just on Twitter live tweets for a while, and Jeff was very active there too, and we just kind of met through that family. Oh, great! Very cool. All right, so, and then so, somehow I just completely hijacked your uh, your stream as well too. <laughs> <laughs> It was consensual. Um, it, was, it was consensual. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I was I, Jeff came in and we we had so much fun that I started having him on as co-host for different movies that we were hosting. And well, let's uh, be honest, you kept beating me to the jokes because I had to type. <laughs> so I'd be like, uh, something would happen, and I would have a joke, and I would start to type it, and you would say it, and then I would complain about it in text for about five minutes. <laughs> And then yeah, you just was, finally said, look, just just come on video. <laughs> yeah. So just hit the co-host button, let him come on, and things have been a lot more fair this way. So now things are just coming out. We're talking over each other with the same jokes. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, just the, uh, you know, such good rapport. No no bad rapport jokes here, I promise. Um, <laughs> such good rapport that just we had so much fun, and the audience was having fun watching us go at it. So it's become a, a semi-regular thing. Jeff is there for most of my streams, and more often than not, if he's in the room, I'll bring him on, co-host together. Um, but yeah, it's kind of bringing back the old tradition of the horror host things, like Joe Bob used to do, and, and Sven Gulli still does, and Elvira still does. You know, all of these things, and just gives us a new platform where we can do it now. It takes all of the the trouble of trying to get rights and everything out of the way, handles it all legally for us behind the scenes, and we get to retain our own IP That's for awesome. our characters in the process. Yeah. When do you normally stream? Um, I have a chat show we do just as a hangout on Wednesday afternoons, usually at 1 p.m. Central. Okay. Um, on, but usually on Friday nights at 8 p.m. Oh, okay. Central. Because um, at I, least until the, the drive-in comes back. Okay. Yeah, because I know you 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 just said you were just streaming something before this show. And I was like, well, if you if you always do it on Thursday, I'm not going to be able to make it because I'm preparing for this show. But um, I, I do want to check out some of your stuff. Yeah, we only do Thursdays right now just because the uh, Creep Show season three just came back, just mm-hmm. came, I just dropped today actually on Shutter. So I'm going to be doing those. They drop an episode weekly, mm-hmm. and it's only going to be like a five or six uh, episode season. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing Thursday nights for those too. Oh, okay. But yeah, typically the stream is on Friday nights when she does the movies, and it's a lot of times a double feature. Yeah. All right, great. Uh, so, Carla, uh, how did you meet up with this crazy dude? Well, I, um, I've i been a huge horror fan for pretty much my entire life, and uh, I started. I only started on Twitter because I write for a horror fan site called 1428Elm, and I started on Twitter because I wanted to post my stories. And uh, joined the Mutant Fam because I also love the last drive-in. And uh, Jeff just put out something on Twitter about wanting some horror-loving chicks to come on board for this song. And I thought, well, that might be fun. So that's actually how we met. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, so you didn't really know what you were getting into until this song. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I just thought, well, you know, it sounds sounds like it'd be fun. And, and I'd seen his stuff posted before, so had a pretty good idea of oh, okay. kind of okay so you, so at least you were familiar with what he he's been doing yeah. she she's downplaying this though because she came in gung-ho though like from <laughs> from day one she was like in my dm she's like i want to do this i'm ready to do this and everything i threw at her like oh, we're gonna do a video we're gonna do this she's like okay fine bring it <laughs> and from day one it was awesome like like the energy from from carla and ruby for this project were amazing it was so cool <laughs> uh, so it's just other that, horror. <laughs> so, so uh, speaking of this project, Jeff, you want to give us a quick introduction? We'll play the song and then we'll talk to you about it. 
Sure. Uh, so this is uh, my song Final Girl, and it is a parody of Barbie Girl. And it is a, uh, a tribute to the, uh, to the, to the kick-ass women of horror, the final girls of horror. Um, and so we'll leave it at that, and we'll talk about it afterwards. All right, here is, uh, I almost said Barbie Girl, Final Girl by Jeff Whitmire. Hello, Sydney. Again? Do you like scary movies? Screw you. Well, then. I'm the final girl in this horror world. Not in plastic or a casket. Chase me if you dare. Come at me, I don't care. Strong impatience, your frustration. Got my mask and let's start slashing. I'm the final girl in this horror world. I'm a classic when it's drastic. You gave me one good scare. Worth the hit you wear. Stand knife in hand, but do you really think I'll end up burning like a tamale? This is such a fine day to blow two best friends away. had to laugh too because the last two spoken parts you hear are actually ruby and Car- ruby and carla yeah <laughs> i just i just realized that <laughs> that was I, that was that was planned perfectly tonight <laughs> and i i didn't even realize till just listening to it right now that the names you mentioned are actual final girls like really Nan- nancy and Lori. I, I just, for some reason all, it didn't they're click. all final girls yeah yeah prescott and like i was like, I was Gen- like Gen- jenny yep. uh jenny sally uh Lori. i think it was because yeah. sally because i didn't uh, recognize what that was from uh, Texas Chainsaw. It was Texas Chainsaw. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jenny, Jenny is actually my favorite final girl of all time. Friday okay. I haven't seen Texas Chainsaw so. since I was like 10, I think. <laughs> so it's been a while. Actually, Insane Ian actually did. And I, I have to post it because he did a reaction video to three of the songs that I just recently did. Uh, mm-hmm. This one, Final Destination and Halloween Road. He did a reaction video and he said the same thing. He's like, I think he just picked random names. So I had to do a reaction video where I'm reacting to him reacting because I needed to say no 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 they're they're all actual <laughs> they're all deliberate Lori yes. Nancy Jenny Alice Sally yeah <laughs> yeah good stuff 
So the, the other two who are here, like, uh, what was it like for you guys to uh, be involved in this project? I, I mean, I thought it was so much fun. <laughs> and you kind of, we didn't, we didn't all talk about what we were going to do in our videos or anything. So we kind of all did our own thing. And we You're got not supposed to say that. It was all planned. <laughs> <laughs> Even that it wasn't because it wasn't. <laughs> the shoes is the shoes on, that's ridiculous <laughs> he he has the line about where these heels yeah. and he holds up black patent pumps and i had no idea he was going to do that and i was holding black patent pumps and threw them behind me in the video <laughs> it just it was perfect they looked the same they yeah. were it was yeah what I, I did i had not watched your footage yet so uh, yeah the line is um um uh uh, could you wear these high heels? And uh, I had not seen Carla's footage at that point. And as I'm doing my filming for the video, because I just wanted to get some footage done, I was like, I think it was like one in the morning, and I'm covered in in uh, fake blood. I'm covered in in corn syrup blood. I run into the bedroom. Laura's my wife is sleeping, and I start tearing into the closet. She like, what are you doing? I need high heels, and I need them now. And <laughs> and, and I. <laughs> I know that feeling, Jeff. Which, which, I know, right? Which is just, and it's also music life, right, Tom? Right? Yeah. Oh, Luke, yeah. You know, oh, you yeah. Just, yeah. Like, suddenly you realize, I need this. So I'm like running and I'm like grabbing this stuff. And uh, so, yeah, I filmed the shot because originally I had it all green screened. I did a whole bunch of stuff green screened and it just looked horrible. I didn't want to do it this time because it didn't look right. So I recovered myself in blood and I went down to the basement and I did the lighting there. And I'm like, this, this looks good. This looks like I'm a serial killer in a basement. And I did the, the line and I held up the high heels and then I looked at Carla's footage and she literally holds up the high heels and throws them and I'm like, it's perfect. <laughs> and then Randy sends me her footage. So the uh, calling out the rest of the people on the song, uh, Beckett, uh, fist, the, the fifth sister who's been on, I believe, been mm -hmm. on the thump um, uh, several times, does a lot of the solo stuff. Um, Suzanne or the courtesan mm -hmm. is on here. Uh, Randy Kirkhoff's and Tina Kirchhoff. <clears throat> we're on the song randy <laughs> sends me her footage randy's in the netherlands so she sends me this footage where her husband is directing in dutch which i thought was great the first time that's ever happened and she sends me this footage and she's literally killing her husband with a high heel and i <laughs> never intended but that somehow the high heel became like the uh the uh the easter egg of the whole video which was awesome well it's always you know one of those things where i was like you you, you like I, the Friday the Thirteenth movies. You're running through the woods. Why are you wearing high heels? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, why would you bring high heels camping? Why? <laughs> <laughs> and I really wanted. I wanted to hit a lot of the tropes. In fact, uh, I, I, she, they won't let me live this down. Uh, but <laughs> Beckett, who's actually on my next song as well, and this song was planned way back at the beginning of the year, and we're just now getting to it, um, said in this video, "Please don't make me do a virginist line again." Because when we uh, when we after we had the song done, um, you two probably remember this. We said we need to do a video, so we all met to kind of say, you know, play it out the video. And the running joke is there was no plan. I basically just said, kick my ass for three minutes. However you want to do that, you know, bring out weapons. However you want to do that, just basically be badass and kick my ass. Mm -hmm. And um, I did I did say to Beckett, I could tell they were look they looked so uncomfortable. I said, so I just wonder how you're gonna do that line about being a virginist pearl. And I just remember the laugh that they had with that. But I, I had to put something because, you know, the, the final girl is typically the virgin of the group, the high heels. Um, but I, I just really wanted to sell all the tropes in it. And I loved it, like in um, uh, the, the cabin in the woods that when they were going through the tropes, it's like, oh, her yeah. death is optional. It's fine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Ruby, what was it like for you working on this? Um amazing and surprising to be honest the i saw she actually, the, she actually owed me she said from hey joe bob i believe <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that was part of it to be honest with you because <laughs> when he did the hey joe bob uh song and video i was supposed to be getting him vocals and stuff for that and i didn't and i ended up just getting like a real quick little like three second clip video to send him just to kind of splice into the montage and so I, I already felt bad for not doing that song. Which you don't have to. It was <laughs> well, I appreciate it. It doesn't change it, but I appreciate the thought. Um, <laughs> but um, 
thing I saw you put the the post up for hey I need women for this for this uh, final girl project you know let me know if you're interested and it's like I'm really interested but at the same time I kind of felt I kind of felt weird like you know as a trans woman should I should I you know and mm -hmm. so I can't it's like if you're interested I'm really willing to help if, I, if it doesn't fit your project I understand you know and uh, so, no, absolutely you know I was hoping you'd you'd, you'd say something so uh, just to be able to get into the part to take a part in this project was, was something really special for me. Um, also, you know, I went through a lot of stuff I won't get into, but um, I went from singing hours a day, every day, seven days a week for decades to living in a household where it wasn't permitted for me to sing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, even when I left that relationship or left that place, um, I didn't sing. And so my voice is largely atrophied. Um, I've lost a lot of what I was able to do. Um, so going from doing nothing for four years now, gosh, about 10 years to, okay, we've got to go on something that's going to be heard by lots and lots of people was abjectly terrifying. I quit counting my takes somewhere in the thirties. <laughs> Um, if it so makes it you was, feel was, better, this is the Fump cast, and there's like four pe there people who will see this. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, I did tell her that I'm like, we will all say that we've all done that. So, <laughs> but uh, so it was terrifying, but it was something. It felt amazing to be able to do it and to actually be able to hand something in at the end of the day. And, you know, it was so much fun to be a part of this project. I love Jeff's work, and I love the people we were doing it with. So, you know, it was a great experience, but yes, abjectly terrifying in the interim. <laughs> cool. I'm, I'm glad you were able to be a part of it. Me too. All right. So, Malignant? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I do have to say, by the way, before we, because I'll definitely talk Malignant, obviously, but one of the things that I wanted for this, when I did put that post out, I mean, I knew, because... So as, as you guys know, as the as the fun crew knows, I've been doing comedy music for three years. So it was all the comedy music kind of thing. And so if I needed something, I would go to Melissa or I would go to the comedy music crowd for vocals. And obviously when I, when this song was, this song was actually suggested to me uh, by the Civil Gore guys. And at first I even said, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing a, I'm not doing a Barbie girl parody. First of all, the library bards already did the definitive one <laughs> I had thought originally. And I said, no, but then when I wrote it, I was like, no, I really love this song. Like I was really happy with it. And it, and it became not just a love letter to, cause when I really started doing horror, I want to get all those things that talk about my love of horror and horror fans love the final girl. We all love the final girl. Yeah. And also the final girl is the badass character. They're the strong female character. And I wanted it to be a, a female empowerment album it, or anthem. It really became that. So I said, there's no way I'm doing this. I mean, first of all, Barbie Girl is a male-female duet, for, uh, essentially. But I said, I want to bring in, you know, female vocalists. I want to bring in strong women. So I ended up getting, you know, two people that I used to sing with way back in my Smule days, uh, in Tina and uh, um, Randy. I got two people that, you know, I worked with uh, from the comedy music side of things in Beckett and Suzanne. But I said, I want horror fans on this. I want people that are coming fresh in from the horror side. And that was Ruby and Carla. And the energy that they brought and the excitement that they brought was awesome. And I just wanted to cover that gamut. So I was glad that I know I was opening I know it was a brand new experience for, for both of them. But it was like when I went back to edit the video and I'm watching everyone's faces, it was one of the best moments I've ever had doing music because everyone just seemed so happy. And I'm like, I love every minute of this. Um, it's so great it when great. a plan comes together, isn't it? It really did. It really <laughs> did. It was just, a, it just, I mean, it just came out the way I wanted it to. It was the, the full gamut of the career I've had and just what I'm doing now, because I, I've tried writing music that's not horror music recently in the last few months. I can't do it. It just feels like my brand right now. <laughs> it's just what I want to do. And uh, so, um, you know, getting getting the horror fans on this and, and uh, kind of bridge doing that bridge between the two worlds, I thought was awesome. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely they're here. If you want to talk horror, I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> 
before we do that, you guys want to tell the Dinky McDiddly Boot story? Because I think yeah. that's awesome. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Go for it, Jeff. Okay. Well, I'll start. You could. Uh, so um, I can say, first of all, the one thing that's always kind of been weird to me is I feel like I haven't quite bridged that gap. I went into the horror music and there was a f- weird point where I felt like I'm doing music that's so horror specific. I mean, uh, Friday the 13th, you have to have seen the movies, I think, to really love that. Um, you know, the Rocky Horror parody, the host parody. So I'm doing music that's very much geared towards horror fans, but it's comedy music. So it's I, I was having trouble. I, I'm still always trying to bridge that gap. I did the Final Destination video, but I made it gory. You know, it's a horror movie video. <laughs> um, as Ian demonstrated when he tried to watch it, actually, which if you haven't <laughs> seen that, go watch Ian watching that video. It is the it is the funniest thing ever. Um because I use all the clips from the Final Destination films. Anyway, so, uh, you know, so I'm always trying to find that, that little balance between the two. Because, uh, but we're, so Ruby and I are on the stream. We're watching Grave Encounters. I think we're on Grave Encounters 2. It's now like midnight. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Ruby just suddenly says, oh, that's like Dinky McDiddly Boots. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> I said, where did you hear <laughs> Where'd you hear that? She, she's like, that's Devo Spice. I'm like, you know who Devo Spice is? Yeah. See, and, and that's <laughs> the surprising part to me because, like, every time I, like, every time I hear that somebody knows who I am, it's a shock, you know. Right. Well, and it's not. I mean, a lot of people know who you are, Devo, but you know, it's like it's it was. I was and like, I love Devo Spice. I'm like, so you know the Fump? Oh, I love the Fump. I listen. I'm like, you you know, I'm a Fump member. I I, that's where I put my music. Like, you know Luke Ski? Yes, I love Luke Ski. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you can finish it up. But apparently, Ruby has been a longtime Fump fan. So it was, uh, it was a really cool moment. I said, you know this song is going to be on the Fumpcast, and I'm going to talk to those, those two people if you want to come on the show. <laughs> and that's when my head exploded, girl. <laughs> um, oh, is that yeah, what the I've red been... is up there in, in your head? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've... I mean, I've been a fan since pre-Uber Goober, um, wow, which I still have a copy of. Hmm? You're cutting out. You're cutting out. Cutting, yeah, there's uh, audio. How about now? Can you hear me? Yes. 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 Yeah. So Uber Goober was uh, a gaming documentary that I appeared in um, back around the time. Uh, I think Fanboy was uh, my most like recent big song. So, yeah, that was a while ago. That was Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. a long time ago. <laughs> And uh, that was my one of my go-to things uh, when I was still in uh, call center hell. You know, when I was still sitting mm-hmm. there sixty hours a week listening to angry people off their meds, and oh, by geez. mean off their meds because it was a prescription benefit management company, so they were literally off the oh, meds because they had gone wrong. So, um, but in between calls, you could listen to music, and you know, it was as much Doctor D as I could get a hold of, and the Fump really, really helped. A lot of that stuff was just on a loop all day just because if I could stay smiling long enough, I wasn't going to smash a keyboard. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, Insane Ian and Devil Spice and Luke Ski. And you know, I listened to the Battle Corps with, with Carrie Dalby. Um, all You're of one these, of the 35. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a number? <laughs> Do you have one of the assigned numbers of Bad Rapport listeners? <laughs> <laughs> So just so I can take that down, what number was that? No, but yeah, but no. Basically, it's like if you leave a comment on our episode and you, I haven't yet assigned you a number, I will assign you a number so I can keep track of how many actual listeners my show has. So the last time I checked, we were at thirty-five, which is why at the website it says thirty-five listeners can't be wrong. So if you don't have a number yet, uh, you can leave a comment on the latest episode, and you could be number thirty-six, and we can keep the keep the you know. Only been doing it we'll since 2009. There. Eventually, we might break like 50 someday. <laughs> <laughs> I will be there as soon as we're off air tonight. Um, but yeah, I mean, just I mean, I grew up with Weird Al, of course, and Doctor Demento, and all of that kind of stuff, like we all did. Never heard um, of them. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> outside of your of your circle, there, young whippersnapper that you are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just you know that stuff was like you know amazing 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 part of my life there went a few years where because all kind of financial stuff which is sad story stuff i won't get into but so we didn't have internet or television or anything like that for years 
and we just matter of fact got back into that like the last three years or so so there's a huge you know gap in my fump listening <laughs> that, I, that i didn't pick up for now so but you know, before i his gap was uh, my last three years apparently uh, yeah yeah I guess. basically <laughs> um so you've done music <laughs> well i knew about your music i just didn't realize that these two things were connected that you were that i you didn't were either part, you know <laughs> until the other night <laughs> yeah so yeah. so then you know he he tells me well you've got to come on the show while we're still on the air and i'm just useless for the last 45 minutes of my show um because i've just trying to pack the brains back into the skull that all of these things just collided and that <laughs> it just surprised crap, me how I'm often do you expect someone call. to just suddenly say dinky mcdiddly boots it's not <laughs> a very common phrase it's really not <laughs> <laughs> well you realize jeff this is very similar to the how i met my wife story right oh really yes i don't i don't think you've told me that i don't tell this one often because it, it it's, a, it's a lot of words i'd have to spell for other audiences but uh, probably not here though no when I was five years old, I was going through my my favorite encyclopedia, uh, the World Book, and I'm looking at their all the entries for dinosaurs. And my sisters, who are all 15 years plus older than I, you know, look over and ask, "So, what's your favorite dinosaur?" And I looked them right in the eye and said, "Archaeopteryx," because I mean, come on, it's a it's a it's a snake with wings and legs and teeth and feathers. It's just it's the coolest thing ever. It's a death chicken. I love it. <laughs> And I looked up at my dad and said, someday I'm going to marry the first woman that's, that uses Archaeopteryx to, in a sentence. And we're I'm a couple years into talking to Bonnie. We're inseparable. We're, you know, well, we're separated because we're like 1,500 miles apart from each other. She was on the other side of the Canadian border. But we're spending six, eight, ten hours a day talking to each other online, voice and what have you. And we'd already kind of rooted that you know, we were a thing, but not, you know, and then she says, yes, yeah. I'm just, what are you doing? She says, I'm just bored. I'm going through my son's uh, dinosaur books. And so really, what's your favorite dinosaur? She goes, Archaeopteryx. Like, this is the woman I'm going to marry. <laughs> <laughs> 16 years and counting. That's awesome. It is a beautiful story. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> Be on the lookout for Jeff Whitmire's new song, Jurassic Love, coming out. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said love. Jurassic love, not love. <laughs> That's a very different song. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, good stuff. I, I don't nothing else to ask you about this song. So if you if you want to rave about Malignant for a minute, we can do that. <laughs> Carla, Carla, how did you feel about Malignant? Have you seen it? You have seen it, right? but I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet? <laughs> no, I know I need to. It's ridiculous that I haven't watched it yet. It's not just me, yay! Oh, you haven't seen you it haven't either? seen it either? Oh wow! No, that's on, that's that was my plan for uh, last night, and that got hijacked by like three other movies. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that happens a lot, though. If somebody has nothing bad to say about *Malignant*, does that mean their opinion is benign? <laughs> Could be. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I knew. I knew as soon as because I watched. Uh, I didn't think it was going to happen. I watched uh, *Malignant* the day it came out, and I loved. Absolutely loved it. Um, just crazy James Wan, and the next day I saw my beloved horror family lose their minds over this movie. In a way that I haven't seen since Psycho Gorman, um, but uh, no, they had just lost, <laughs> just lost their minds over like if you if you liked it, oh you this this, and it was just very divided. I said I have to do a song for this. It was, yeah, it was a very divisive movie for some reason, I and I'm not sure never, why. But yeah, it, I just it's couldn't believe it. it. It just it reminded me so much of like, you know the the low budget B movies of the 1980s that were just out there crazy. Yeah. Um and you know I was. I wanted to go see it, but it wasn't like high on my radar until a friend of mine on Facebook, who's a big horror fan, said it's almost like somebody gave the director of Basket Case a shitload of money and said make a movie. And I was like, oh, 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 now you're talking. Okay, a lot of so people right? have drawn the Basket Case connection because, yeah. and hopefully, I don't want to spoil anything because Ruby and Carl haven't seen it, but um, you've probably heard enough by now. But yeah, the Basket Case analogy is very. <laughs> it is, yeah, and I didn't, yeah, but and I don't want to spoil anything either. But it was, it, it was it, that's a good way to describe the movie. And if you're a fan of that type of movie, the old Frank Henenlotter movies, you will enjoy this yeah, one, right? Right? Yes. <laughs> or like the like the crazy Italian uh, Giallo films. If you yep. like that Italian um, stuff, I mean, it, you have to like 
crazy because that's what the Italian, you know, the early, the late 70, early 80s horror movies were in, uh, in, in Italy. But yeah, it, it definitely has that feel to it. But yeah. So yeah, there's you definitely, know, there's definitely, definitely got a Malignant one. song coming out. Yeah, and I, when I, I saw it in the theater, there were uh, two girls and a guy behind me who were maybe high school, probably early college. They were fairly young. And um, they, like during the, the reveal scene where you see the the, um, the the bad guy whose name, Gabriel, you see Gabriel? Gabriel, Gabriel. When yeah. you finally see them, I, like they audibly gasped. They were like, <gasps> you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. it was so cool. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, that's fucking cool. <laughs> And I had forgotten to watch it. Carla recently recommended it's a uh, night books on uh, Facebook, right? Or uh, not Facebook, uh, yeah, on, uh, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of, I mean, it, I, I, it's not really a kid's movie, but it is appropriate for kids who like horror. Yeah, which my, oh, my kids fit that category, and they were here the, the last weekend, and we're going to watch it, and we totally forgot. So, yeah, we, we've got to do that. Yeah, I saw, I saw that show up on Netflix. I was going to give that a watch, too. Good. I mean, I didn't know what to expect from it, but I really liked it a lot. It's kind of got a, a little bit of a like Harry Potter vibe, only with a little more scary stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's really good, and it's beautifully filmed and beautifully acted. The kids in it are great, so I liked it. That's good. We need more horror that's kind of like appropriate for kids to ease them into it, you know? Yeah, so I can stop showing my seven-year-old us, hostel. Right. <laughs> Which brings us to the most important horror question of the week. Have you seen the trailer for Muppets Haunted Mansion? Yes! yes. Come yes. on! Yes, yes, I have. Come on! Yes, that looks so good. <laughs> I mean, I was already completely in just from hearing the title. And I've seen the a few of the images. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's great. Then this trailer comes out. There are Muppets in this we haven't seen since, like, 1996. It's and just like, the ah, references ah, to ah, the actual ah, ride, like the references to the ride that yeah. you're already seeing in there. Yeah. Um, my my daughter, my seven-year-old daughter, um, who doesn't remember being on the Haunted Mansion ride, she was at a very young age, because we tell the story about how her older siblings picked up the on-call phone in Disney World and called the cops, which is a true story, by the way. Um, we're, in, we're, in, we're in line for the Haunted Mansion, and you know how there's all those little things you can do, you can play with. Well, they thought the phone that was getting close to the ride was actually one of those things so they picked it up and started talking it was the lines of the cops um <laughs> so we had to then de-escalate that situation but anyway so she wrote the haunted mansion she doesn't remember it so she loves watching like the uh the youtube videos where people sit on the ride and they ride through the ride and everything um and so we so she's gotten to know the ride from that so tonight we actually watched the trailer i said i said jenny you got to see this and she sat down and jenny has seen by the way slacks jurassic world uh arachnophobia you know i've raised her right and um but uh so we sat down and watched it and we're just like sitting wide-eyed it looks amazing looks so good yeah, yeah, I'm in. And I'm, yeah, and I'm sitting there going like, it's like the thing I've been, wa- the two puppets I've been wanting to come back the most are Johnny Fiamma and Sal, and we haven't seen them since like, I know they were in Muppets from Space, I think, and they were, I can't remember what year that made for TV Muppets Wizard of Oz happened, which frankly wasn't that great of a thing, but like, I think that was the last time we saw them was like the early 2000s. So and it, and for, like, for the for the people playing along at home, that means it was terrible. When Luke says it wasn't that great, that means it was terrible <laughs> for the rest of us. <laughs> Devo speaks the truth. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's still a Muppet movie, which means it's better than a great many number of things in this world that True. were created. But Anyway, the point is, like, I'm looking at that. It's like, oh, there's Johnny Fiamantella. There's Phil Van Neuter. Oh, there's that guy. It's like I'm. It's like they, it's like they took this notion of the 1,000 happy haunts, and it's like, oh, how many Muppets do we have in total? Let's bring them all back. It's like, yeah. It's like, so yes, I'm so happy for this. It's like, I generally have liked everything they've done with the Muppets over the past, you know, ten years. I wish that sitcom would have lasted longer. I thought it was great. But, you know, seeing this is like, this is what I, this is the kind of stuff that makes me super happy. Do stuff like this. So anyway. When when does that come out? October 8th. 8th. Okay. So like another week, another two weeks, two weeks. Okay. So we get, we get that and we get Halloween kills in the same month. That's Mm. awesome. That's good. Good match. (laughs) Yep. And did you notice that Ghostbusters Afterlife has a November release? So it's like the week before Thanksgiving. So why'd they do that? 
probably because they want to rule the like you know uh, Thanksgiving to Christmas you know box office is my guess you know oh, okay I mean I mean when I first saw that I'm like why are they putting it out after Halloween then I'm like oh yeah I guess that's right people <laughs> a lot more people are going to be going to see the movies you know around that you know those mm-hmm. weeks they I mean they've been wait they've been holding on to the movie for so long I'm assuming the main reason they haven't released is because it's like it's like screw the pandemic we want to make as much crazy money off of this movie as we can let's figure out the right time to release it so we don't end up you know cutting our own legs off by putting it out too soon yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah i could see that I'll pump up their merch too yeah yeah all right so jeff do you have anything you'd like to plug uh yes uh, my youtube channel jeff whitmire 47 keep an eye on that uh, it's been pretty active with a lot of horror movie songs this year uh, including one I did entirely when I had COVID. I'm fully vaccinated, and I did an entire song while I had COVID and was quarantined. And uh, But, yeah, it's been pretty active with horror movie songs, and I have a bunch of ideas. I'm hoping to get as many out as I can this year, so keep an eye on that. And on my Bandcamp page where you can actually buy any of my songs that are uh, studio-produced uh, is jeffwhitmire.bandcamp.com. All right. Carla, do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, um, log on to 1428elm.com and read the stuff that I write on there. I do reviews and opinion pieces and all kinds of fun stuff. Today uh, I did the um, October releases coming up on Shutter. There's some some really great stuff. They're finally doing mm-hmm. Hell. <laughs> nice. And yeah, so and all kinds of other great stuff. So I'll, I usually have stories on there a few times a week. So keep your eyes on it. Carla, and, and do you know by, by any chance offhand if Shudder is doing like they did last year? Are they doing a full Halloween day? Like last year they did like a whole Halloween stream throughout the entire day with no, interviews they, and pod, and like panels. They haven't released anything about it, but okay. now in that I remember it. I think yeah. that's when I was still in shutdown and they were just trying to... Yep, and then they ended the whole thing with the premiere of Lucky, which is the first yeah, time I saw Lucky, which I loved. And yeah. But no, they haven't said anything about okay. that. They okay. have the coming back though okay and the gulag for those of you at home who may not be horror movie nerds 1428 elm street was the address of the house in nightmare on elm street so that's where that comes from all right uh ruby do you have anything you'd like to plug your show obviously but (laughs) yeah the show obviously um i'd really i need a show called obviously that would be great (laughs) (laughs) but what's this what is ruby to be doing that show obviously yeah but which one (laughs) anyway um the whole yes, who's um, on first episode exactly <laughs> um so yeah friday nights we do uh, i do the ruby tune day horror show and that's on streamlounge.io and it's free to stream so the, there's no membership fees or anything like this um everything i'd run right now is from shutter so if you've got a shutter uh, account you can watch the movies there and not have to pay any initial fees or anything like that um but it's friday nights at 8, 8 p.m central tomorrow night's movie is going to be uh, American Mary by the Soska sisters. Oh, I, I, yes. I haven't seen that. I have a friend who swears by it, and I've been wanting to see it for a long time. Join us. I might. Join us. I might have yeah, to. Yeah, come join us. <laughs> um, it's. I'm really, really, really looking forward to it because the Soska sisters really yes, uh, so important good. to me and really kind of key to me making it through. They, when I was ready to throw hands up and give everything up, they actually like, you know, interceded and talked to me and. They've been really supportive of everything. So I wanted to do my 13th episode as a thank you to them. And we're going to be giving away the Blu-ray of American Mary during the film. Oh, nice. So, that, you know, we try to do giveaways, things like that as best as we can, too. Just make things even more fun for people. Um, so, yeah, every Friday night. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok all at Ruby Tombsday. It's R-U-B-Y-T-O-M-B-S-D-A-Y. You can find me anywhere with just that one handle. All right, sounds great. Uh, we're going to move on to the news and the second song. We've got a pre-recorded interview with uh, Joe J. Thomas. You folks are welcome to stick around for the rest of the show if you'd like. If you have other things to do, you're welcome to take off. Um, it's up to you. Your call. But we're going to do some news, so let's do that. Oops, I have promo This first. is the phone. Only people with too much time on their hands to jury duty. Only people who got no significant plans do jury duty. I got places to go and people to see, not stuck with some upright citizenry. It might do it for you, but it doesn't for me, not jury duty. Wanna, don't wanna, don't wanna, wanna, don't 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 wan
funny music project at thefump.com. T H E F U M P.com. Without guilt to shame. Don't hate the player. Hate the video game. Don't want to take my pants. Don't want to pull on a shirt. I don't want to eat dinner. I just want dessert. From the portal in my dryer where all the socks go There's a hole in space at the back of my dryer Travels to some place with a piece of my attire And the situation has grown pretty dire I'm about to run out of socks Time for funny music news Something, something, something Sea Monkey did send me the new promo But I haven't had a chance to make the video for it yet So I'll get that up for next week um, the Fump Volume 88 is now available in the store. This features all the songs from July and August of 2021, including When I Grow Up, I Want to Be a Teen Titan by Knuckleheads, A Cat Named Flo by TV's Kyle, Quarantined by The First Rule featuring MC Lars, Rolling Get Off Twitter by Steve Goody, and Frosty, The North Side of the Pole Part 3 by Money Shot Cosmonauts, and many, many more. It also includes a 17-minute behind-the-scenes highlights video from Thumpfest 2021, which I put together, and some awesome artwork by the great Luke Ski on the cover, which I have up on the screen now. Yay! The album is available now on CD or as a digital download from thefump.com. CDs went out to subscribers uh, this morning, actually. Uh, if you're not a subscriber, you can order your copy from the store at thefump.com. It will show up on Spotify and other streaming services shortly. Um, Luke, did we ever talk about Insane Ian's pre-orders for Illinois? I don't think so. I don't think we did either, so let's do that. Um, Insane Ian is now taking pre-orders for his new album, Illinois. Uh, over at insaneian.bandcamp.com. The album retails for $12 and includes such songs like Doctor Who, Delivery Boy, Hufflepuffs, and Dungeon Castlevania with the new Chiptunes music that he premiered at Fumfest, which was freaking amazing. Which was amazing. Yeah. I have not laughed at a song in a long time like I did for that one. Yeah, that's a great one. It was so good. (laughs) Um, That album will be released on November 12th, uh, but you can pre-order it now. All right. Uh, anything before tour dates? Uh, nope. Not that. <laughs> I can't think of things. On Tuesdays online, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. On Thursdays online, Steve Goody and Brad Tassel. On the 24th, online via Altspace VR, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. On the 24th, on Twitch, Mikey Mason. The 24th and 25th in Huntington, West Virginia, Captain Ambivalent. The 24th to 26th in Rio, Wisconsin, The First Rule. On the 25th in San Jose, California, Phil Johnson, Roadside Attraction. The 25th in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Nuclear Bubble Wrap. The 26th in Youngstown, Ohio, Captain Ambivalent. The 26th in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, DC and Company. On the 28th in Fredericksburg, Virginia, Captain Ambivalent. The 30th through the 1st in Wilmington, North Carolina, Captain Ambivalent. The first in Oakland, California, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. The first in Nashville, Tennessee, Nuclear Bubble Wrap. The first through the third in Columbus, Ohio, Mikey Mason. And on the third in Nashville, Tennessee, Captain Ambivalent. People are performing again. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that there's a show in Lancaster, PA. That's like <laughs> right down the road. <laughs> yeah, DC and Company, I think they have only posted yeah. one song to the Fump, but uh, there was a good really? one. Really? I got to check that out. Yeah, yeah it's that's a, it's awesome. a good one. That's very um, cool. All right, birthdays coming up on the 25th. Happy birthday, Danita Smith. Yay, Danita Smith. Woo! Woo! All right. So our second song uh, this week is by Joe J. Thomas, who lives in Spain, which is it's like 4 in the morning over there now, which is why he's not joining mm-hmm. us live. Um, so here is He Put Cheese On by Joe J. Thomas, followed by a quick interview with him. Charlie wore cheddar cause he wanted to better Yes he put cheese on With a collar of Swiss he would woo a young miss When he put cheese on The ladies paid homage to his clothes made of fromage His cheesy demeanor was sharp the dapper young suitor with the vest made of Gouda, he had put cheese on. 
he used camembert for a flare in his hair. Oh, he combed cheese on. There was brie on his shoulder for his shoes gorgonzola. Sure, he put cheese on. She knew that he'd get her with his time made from feta. Mozzarella suspenders he donned. They left out the back in a Monterey Jack. How oh, they put cheese on. They've a gooey liaison on his couch of Parmesan. And they got cheese on. As she fumbled and felt him, his socks started melting. Oh, they had cheese on. While removing their clothing, she stopped with a loathing. His underwear caused her to turn. With that Limburger smell, she could certainly tell that he put cheese on. I'm here with Joe J. Thomas. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing good. Welcome back. Thank you. So uh, tell us about the cheese and specifically the cheese items of clothing and whatnot. <laughs> uh, this is the song that I told you initially. My wife read the lyrics and thought it was too disgusting. And then <laughs> when I was this done, is the song she thought was too disgusting. Yeah, 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 like I haven't written other songs that were more disgusting. Wow, this is not what I was expecting when you told me that at all. You so know, I think she, I think she has a very good imagination. So she was picturing people actually wearing cheese and it melting and it being really icky. Um, so I can think of hundreds of things that are far more disgusting than that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I listened to some of the ones that were labeled squick, and I went, okay, I'm not in the squick category. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it really shocked me to know that nobody had come up with a wearable cheese concept. So I, I looked up, you know, wearable cheese, and I kept coming up with shirts with cheese on it, pictures of cheese, yeah. and and that Didn't was it. Like, um, uh, I want to say somebody was spoofing um lady gaga and had like a cheese dress well i know there yeah there was she had a meat dress right? i know she had a meat dress i think someone was spoofing that i remember seeing like a cheese dress somewhere yeah. but i'm not i'm not sure how and then david byrne had a the the grass suit you remember yeah that? It was yeah live grass and i'm thinking wow nobody's had cheese nobody's had cheese clothing and i wanted to do a um i really liked uh um yeah, Chris's song about in my uh, driverless driverless car. car yeah, yeah, the old, and, the old style so, sounding song. Yeah, I wanted like an old style sound, and I thought, oh well, I could do you know Casey Wood waltz with a strawberry vine. So I found an old Guy Lombardo recording and mangled it into the shape I wanted, and, <laughs> and made this monster of cheese. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was I was aiming for like, um, you know, old old style parody songs where it's got a simplicity, but there's like a weird, disgusting element that creeps in at the end. So um, and, and of course, in my search, I found a I looked for cheese room for background images and somebody actually had done an art project or something where they took a hotel room and covered it in melted cheese. And I went, oh, that's the room where they did it i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah or, or it's a, it's a crime scene from some living cheese monster or something like that you know <laughs> yeah um gorgonzola that's a great name for it Ooh, yes see, <laughs> see i'm i'm taking film classes right now so this is dangerous because i'll actually make a film a, a cheese monster movie and i would pay to see that <laughs> i would pay, i would pay to see that okay that's one <laughs> now, now we need, you know, uh, about a hundred thousand more people, and I have a budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultra low budget movie. That's where you want to head with it. Yeah. Oh, it will be. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, so why cheese wearing? Where did you come up with this idea? Uh, actually, I the 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 song hit me first because a friend of mine 
uh, periodically sends me clips from old Looney Tunes things. Mm-hmm. And there's there's one where uh, Pepe Le Pew is walking through the park and he's actually singing Casey would waltz with the, except he sings it in kind of a Yoda style. Casey would waltz with the bland strawberry and the, uh, and the band played, you know, and he's got all the words mixed up. And I went, oh, that's a great song. And somewhere in the back of my head, I, I had already thought about wearable cheese. I don't know why, but <laughs> I, and I'm like, fine, I'll write, I'll write wearable, wearable cheese. And I had a whole list of like international cheeses. And I didn't want to go the Monty Python route where people didn't recognize them. So I tried to stick with feta and cheddar and yeah. things like that. So, yeah. And now I'm picturing a, a, a yellow shirt with holes in it that you could sell as merchandise and and then i'd get sued by the spongebob people yeah you probably would <laughs> yellow with holes i'm sorry we got a copyright and all that stuff yeah. <sighs> oh so that's great yeah yeah uh okay <laughs> it, it's it's cheese and you wear it and it and it's good i, I don't know what else to say about this song it's <laughs> that's it yeah that's all you can say that's as far as it goes. The mentally is just it stopped right at the before it actually hit my brain. It made it through the top scalp layer. <laughs> uh, so what else do you have going on? Uh, actually, I'm I've got a, another song in the works that's on the charts for sometime in October, and I've, I'm working with an uh, an animator friend of mine who's drawing some really cool pictures. So I'm hoping to have like a pseudo motiony animated comic kind nice. of nice. For the for the same song, no, no, for um for the the next one coming up for the next one, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, 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 for, yeah, for that one, um, which uh is a parody song of a former comedy song that's really popular on Doctor Demento. So I'm hoping he picks it up too. Cool, that's yeah. fine. You can you can parody other comedy songs. It's been done. Oh, has it really? <laughs> I, I haven't uh, I I haven't delved into that too much. I'm assuming somebody took an old parody or an old comedy and parodied it. Yeah, I mean, people have parodied Weird Al's original songs. Um, we've we've done songs on the thump and then had other people parody those songs. You know. Oh, cool. <laughs> I like the meta. Yeah. Yeah. We were we were. I, I was just listening back to the um, recordings from Fun Fest where we were talking about this, but there was there was an inside joke where. Um, I, it, when I was sent out the schedule email, I, I wrote, you know, Kyle, are you ready? You know, and they're, they're Luca, are you ready? Kyle, are you, or Luca, are you Kyle, you know, something like that. And, um, Kyle, are you Ian? That's what it was. And like, Luca, are you ready? Kyle, are you ready? Or Kyle, are you Ian? You know, and I just mixed it up and, um, they made a song about it. Kyle and Ian made a song called Kyle, are you Ian? And then while that song was still on the on the home on the home page of the Fump, um, Shoebox and I wrote Devo Are Your Shoebox as a direct parody to that. And that kind of started off this whole chain of parodies. And there's at least five or six of them that are are up either on the main page or on the sideshow. There's there's a bunch of them out there. Oh, damn. (laughs) I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay. it's fun. (laughs) But uh, other than that, just regular auditions and working and stuff cool. like that. All right. Anything so you have anything out. anything you'd like to plug? Um just the usual. Joe's Joe's dump dot com with for all your Joe's dump needs. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you. And uh we'll cool. catch you next time. I'm looking forward Bye. to the animation. Yeah, it's cool. All right, take care. Bye. Making the internet absolutely ridiculous. Dementia Radio. www.dementiaradio.org. Port 8027. Please hang up and try again. This is the part where there's feedback. 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 You know that segment of the show we do about now? Feedback. Feedback. (laughs) Feedback. Feedback. Alvarant wrote... Art's All Chicken Restaurant can serve buffalo wing soda from Lexter's Fixins. Yes, it's a real thing. No, I haven't tried it. They also make bacon soda, mustard soda, ranch dressing soda, and several other flavors. Y'all get your Fixins with Lester, and then he has a link to it, uh, rocketfizz.com. Um, yeah, that sounds awful, all of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
the weirdest soda I ever had was when I was in high school. We we went on vacation to Texas, and there was um, th- all these weird flavors in in some soda machines. And I tried bubble gum soda, and it tasted just like bubble gum. And the problem with that is I didn't want to swallow it because it tasted like bubble gum. And I was like, like, no, I'm not supposed to swallow bubble gum. Why am I? You know, it was it was the weirdest thing. I tried bacon soda the other day. How was it? Uh, not good. <laughs> <laughs> I've not. It shouldn't happen. There's a pickle soda too. Uh, dill pickle soda. Okay, yeah. yeah, that doesn't sound good either. No, no. But see, that's the thing. If you if you give if you put something out new like that, I feel like I at least have to attempt it. Luke, what were you saying? You cut out. You're still cut out. Yeah. Hello, monkeys. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I was saying that uh, I have never tried the bacon soda, even though people have, like, given it to me. Basically for that reason of, I don't think this is going to taste good, so I'm not going to try it. <laughs> so I kept it as, like, a curio of of weird of, of the weird time when, you know, I came up with a really great song, and then suddenly everybody jumped on this bandwagon like a meme, and I got left behind, you know, everyone thinking that I was, like, jumping on their bandwagon when they were, in fact, jumping on mine. Um I yes, I still remember, Rocket like, in 2007, I think I think it was, we were in Dragon Con that year. There were, like, 35 of us sharing a hotel room. And um, you, like, walked out to the balcony and just shouted out to Atlanta, I like bacon! You know, it was, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I made those those uh, t-shirts that said bacon is tasty and delicious with, like, a little strip of cartoon yes. bacon on it. <laughs> and at Gen Con... Suddenly, this family like stops in their tracks and looks, and they're like, "Whoa!" And then they bought like five of the shirts, and I found out because their last name is Bacon. Oh, so. awesome! <laughs> distant, relative, distant relatives of Kevin, of course. Yes. Yeah. And I was wondering if Rocket Fizz had a flavor called Astonishing Haircut Agony. <laughs> <laughs> I got to figure. By the way, I, way I need to, to throw that. my hat in the ring for this movie that you're making, this cheese monster movie. Okay. I'm thinking Gudazilla versus Mothrazilla. Okay, we'll 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 talk. All right. All right. <laughs> Have your people call my people, and and we'll I will. Talk. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Wacky Ben wrote. Um, Luke may be collecting toys that may soon be worth a fortune in the future, except for some He-Man figures I found in my great grandmother's house. They're not only unboxed but in bad shape. This one Merman figure is a good example because his arms and legs were ripped off and are missing to this day. Yeah, they're not worth much when uh, the arms and legs are missing. That's not really a, yeah. a figure. That's just a torso. I mean, you're jacks. You'd, you'd, you'd be surprised. There was that head from one of the Stretch Armstrong characters. It was just the head. They took it to the Pawn Stars, and it was like $13,000. Well, if it's rare enough, sure. Yeah, you know. right. Merman is not all that rare. I got one right well, over there. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think I do. Do I? Yeah, I do. Yeah, he's up on the shelf. <clears throat> all right. That is all the feedback we got. So... Teasing. He's a teasing kind of guy. Now you have a job. Yeah. Get on the mic if you're going to do that. Here. Here. Get on the mic. Tell the people what you just told me. Hmm? What do you want? He's not going to do it now. You're not going to moan. There is a dog by Devo's microphone. You're not going to do said, anything. Of course. He not. said he wants walkies. Yes. He's moaning at me. He's just going, Mm. Uh, Anyway, uh, tomorrow's song is by Steve Goody. And Tuesday's song is by Carrie Dalby. And we really mean it this time because it's actually posted now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Carrie told me that I could probably tease her song last week because she, you know, it was it was just about ready. Um, And then it turned out the final mix wasn't going to be ready in time. It wasn't her fault. It was whoever was doing the final mix. Um, it, it, a, the person who she thought was doing the final mix uh, apparently subtracted making the final mix out to another person who lived in England. Yeah. And in England, at that time, it was what they call night. And people yes. were asleep. So, Story of my life right there. That's, I seem to only work with people in Europe these days. And that's just, it, it may, makes working a lot of fun. <laughs> just go to sleep he, eight hours later. You'll be yeah. fine. You cool getting this track to me? Jeff, it's three in the morning here. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. <clears throat> that always happens to me where it's like I'll I'll have like a sudden urge to be like, oh, I should, ca- I should call this person. Oh, wait. It's, you know. Yeah. 
I should call Devo. It's four in the morning where Devo is. He probably wouldn't appreciate it. All right. And uh, tomorrow's or next week's Spotify playlist topic is breakfast food, which we haven't done yet. I thought that'd be a fun one. Speaking of bacon. Yes. (laughs) I'm still shocked by the interview, though. Do people really parody Weird Al Originals? That sounds like blasphemous. uh, Yeah. uh, Dumbledore is on on the pump. Yeah. Yes, uh, Steve Goody did a parody of of uh, of a hardware store called Dumbledore, and yeah. um, Weird Al's daughter Nina actually loves it. And that's you know, yeah. So I did one. I did one too. But did a parody did of hardware of, store? Uh, no, I did a parody of Sarah, uh, of Minnesota. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I did a one uh, called "My Baby's in Love with John Bermuda." I like that song. I love that one. <laughs> To me, that was like, oh, I'm making, I'm adding a level of cleverness to it because it's a parody of a Weird Al song, but it's about his drummer, John. About, about, about his drummer, yes. That, <laughs> you you really spun the meta on that. That was really cool. <laughs> All right, so Jeff, plug yourself one more time. Jeff Whitmire 47 is my YouTube channel. Uh, keep an eye on that. That's where I post uh, all my videos, music video kind of things. And jeffwhitmire.bandcamp.com is where all the studio tracks go. And uh, also keep an eye out because all of this horror movie stuff that I'm doing lately, the parodies and the originals, are going to be on an album. So pretty soon I'm going to be doing uh, an Indiegogo or uh, Kickstarter to raise money for this bad boy. So, But yeah, just keep your eyes peeled because there's going to be a lot more where that's coming from. All right, and Joe J. Thomas is at joesdump.com. Luke, you got anything you want to plug? Um, watch Muppets Haunted Mansion on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> also, the newest what if is pretty much... I don't, saying best is kind of a weird word because people have different definitions of best. It's definitely like the funniest one and the most lighthearted one that's come out so far. But yeah, the newest what if that dropped, I think, yesterday. So good. So, all right. Yeah. Point is, I'm plugging Disney Plus like a whore, but then when am I not? <laughs> oh, and there's another show on Disney Plus called Star Wars Visions, which is basically, hey, all you awesome anime studios and creators, here's money from Star Wars. Make your own Star Wars, and then we'll put it on Disney Plus. I've watched the first three episodes. It's great. The third one's by Trigger, and it's holy crap. So, yeah, these are things you should be watching on Disney Plus. These are <laughs> things you should be watching. All right. Alright, let's get out of here. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. I'm Devo Spice. I'm Luke Ski. And there's Jeff. And everyone. And the girls left. Yes. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. You can listen live every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific at DementiaRadio.org and join us in the chat or subscribe to the podcast feed. Look us up on iTunes and be sure to leave us a review. Feedback for the show can be sent to info at thefunk.com. The Funny Music Podcast is a production of Fidem Interactive, LLC, released under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Shout it to random people on the street. And be sure to visit thefunk.com for the latest funny songs. Tune in next week where you'll hear Luke Ski say... Do you ever get that not-so-fresh feeling... (laughs) 